Today, I want to continue with a series that we started last week. Uh, last week, the series was is titled Alice, and it's about the African-American woman that uh, uh, took care of my mom and her siblings uh, after her parents died. And there's not a whole lot known about the whole situation. It's basically... Uh, revolves around a few conversations that I had with my mom about Alice and the picture that I have of her and I showed you last week. Um, But um, Alice chose to really put aside all of the, you know, the hatred, the bigotry, the racism, and all of the things that she experienced. Uh, She chose to put those things away uh, or to the side Uh, so that she could care for this group of uh, little white kids that uh, had been uh, uh, orphaned. And she did that because of the goodness of her own heart. Well, today we're going to talk about another individual that uh, has really shown us what it means to be um, a faithful person uh, to God and to put aside the issues that we face in this daily life sometimes. The man's name is Pierre Toussaint, and I'm not sure if anybody here has ever heard of him, but Toussaint was born in what is known as modern-day Haiti today. He was born back in the mid-1700s. Toussaint was born uh, as a slave. Uh, He was born into a family of slaves, and not a whole lot is really known about his early life. But we do know that uh, he had a few wonderful opportunities. Now, when he was uh, early uh, on as a houseboy working for this family at this plantation uh, in Haiti, uh, what happened was the family would bring tutors in to the home to tutor their own children. Well, Toussaint being a houseboy that was trusted, uh, he was allowed to participate in some of those um, educational things when the when the uh, tutors would come in and Toussaint learned to read and he learned to write well he also had access to the family library there and in the library he found some uh, books that were basically sermons written by a French uh, pastor a French preacher and it was by Toussaint's reading uh, on his own of these different sermon series that we that he found in the library, uh, it was through that that he learned about Jesus and he developed a faith in who Christ is. He became very devoted uh, in his Catholic faith. Now, in in 1787, uh, on this island of Saint Dominique, uh, political conditions got really really bad. And the island was deteriorating, and the plantation owner really had to leave. He had to leave in a hurry. So he gathered up his family and his kids and his wife, and he gathered up Toussaint and and four other slaves, and they went to New York City. Now, New York City was not the greatest place uh, to be as a slave. There were no opportunities there, really. There was, you know, you could work for a family and and do that type of uh, work, but that was about it. If you wanted to fend for yourself, uh, you know, you were owned by this family, and, and that's what you did. Well, 
they're in New York. I want you to picture this. They're in New York. You know, there's there's five slaves in this family, and uh, the plantation owner, uh, the man suddenly dies, and his death leaves his widow uh, penniless there in New York City, her and her kids, and, and they were penniless. However, uh, Toussaint chose to support her as well as himself from his earnings as a hairdresser. Now, being a hairdresser or a barber back then was the, about the only job that an African-American could get uh, in the city of New York, other than working directly for a family. You know, you could become a hairdresser or you could be a barber, and that was about it. It was one of the only occupations that was open uh, to blacks. And at this point, after the man died, Toussaint had learned this trade of being a hairdresser when he was on the plantation in Haiti, and he kind of was good at it. And he started to develop a, a reputation. He started to become well-known for his talents. So Toussaint did something here that I find absolutely amazing, and that is he chose to support himself through this being a hairdresser in New York, but he also chose to support uh, the woman uh, and her kids uh, after her husband died. You know, he could have walked away. He could have said, you know, that enough of this. You know, I'm not, you know, you guys have enslaved me and I've worked for you for all these years. And But he, he didn't do that. He didn't walk away. His uh, Christian faith had brought him to the realization that all people uh, are God's people. All people are created equally by the same God. And Toussaint uh, believed in the scriptures and held them near and dear to his heart. And and Toussaint wanted to be there for this, this widow and for her children. So lovingly, he cared for them. He provided a place for them to be and to live. He supported them financially uh, through his uh, dealings as a uh, hairdresser. Now, as a hairdresser, he became more and more well-known, and he developed a very nice and lucrative business for himself. Uh, many of the upper-class women back then would uh, seek him out uh, because his talents became very well-known, and uh, he developed a great reputation. He was uh, uh, working for and doing the hair of many of the socialites and and they paid huge fees in many cases in order to have their their hair uh, styled by Toussaint. There was a socialite by the name of Hannah Lee Sawyer, and she uh, commented about this man and his talent. She said, you know, she said as a hairdresser for ladies, he was unrivaled, absolutely unrivaled. So, you know, here's a guy that grows up as a slave, and he comes to New York as a slave, and, and he's got this talent, and he starts to develop it, and he becomes well-known. And and his faith is just leading him to, to not walk away from the troubles in his life or the troubles in other people's lives, but his faith is teaching him to care for them. Now, thanks to his talents, he, he had a very nice income for back then. He made some wise investments. He lived a frugal lifestyle. And actually, he was one of the only African-Americans in New York at that time period uh, that could actually afford to buy his own house, which he did. 
And uh, he also bought the freedom, uh, purchased the freedom of those other four slaves that came with him from Haiti. Uh, one of them was a, uh, a woman by the name of Mary Rose, who was a younger woman than he was about by 20 years. And they ended up getting married. They absolutely got married. Toussaint's uh, career as a stylist uh, was one that was really demanding. You know, it wasn't just standing around and flipping a comb, you know. He, as a hairdresser, he spent 16 hours a day. Uh, that was his average. Spent 16 hours a day uh, doing his craft. Uh, he would start off his morning at 6 a.m. by going to the St. Peter's Church in New York and he would attend a mass there every single morning, seven days a week, uh, at 6 a.m. And that's where he started his day. And then he would spend the rest of his day traveling to his different appointments. Well, the or the mode of transportation back then, the the average person would have taken one of these horse-drawn um, carriages or cars. That was the the normal mode of transportation. But this type of of transportation was barred for African Americans. He didn't have he didn't have that opportunity. It's just another one of those examples of how widespread this racial discrimination was in New York at that time. As far as his faith goes, uh, Toussaint earned a reputation as a very devout and a very charitable person. Uh, every day, like I said, he attended the Mass at St. Peter's, but he also was a large benefactor of the Church of St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, Toussaint was a very generous individual. He also supported a couple of different orphan asylums. Uh, he visited them on a, re on a regular basis. And another one of the very phenomenal interesting things that he did in his life uh, was even though he was married and but his marriage was childless uh, he and his wife made it a practice to take into their home uh, many of the black as well as white children that were orphaned on the street and they cared for them and they provided for them and they educated them uh, until these kids were able to fend for themselves even though Toussaint had experienced racism at its finest in his life, um, he still chose to offer this type of loving, caring service to kids, regardless of what their heritage was, regardless if they were black, white, yellow, it didn't make any difference. They also did something else that was quite uh, an outreach. Uh, there was uh, this thing called yellow fever in New York back then, and it was a devastating disease. Well, in some cases, when people did not respond well to treatments or they didn't seem like they were getting better, uh, they would be abandoned and they would be put out of the hospitals or the homes wherever they were, and they were in the streets. Uh, Toussaint and his wife took these people, again, regardless of ethnicity or anything else, and brought them into their own home to care for these people uh, that were suffering from yellow fever. That's quite a thing to do for a guy that, you know, he had the money to kind of just turn away and say, you know, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to get myself involved with this. I don't want to catch this horrible disease either. And 
So he, but he didn't do that. He turned around and he looked at people and he saw them as children of God, regardless of who they were, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their social status, regardless of of how sick they were or how healthy they were. It didn't really make any difference. Toussaint lovingly cared for people. This man was, was absolutely free many years before his freedom was given to him. Uh, the widow that he cared for and gratitude for him before she died, uh, she emancipated him. And, and then he ended up buying the emancipation for the others. And, and it was just one of those things where it was a beautiful picture of how the love of God could change an individual's heart. He refused to become bitter. He chose daily to cooperate with God's grace in all of the wonderful things that God was doing in his life. All of the opportunities, all of the people that he had an opportunity to help and to serve and to show the love of Jesus that he had read about and that he was experiencing in his own life. He continued to do that. One of Toussaint's favorite scriptures comes from the book of Micah. It's one that I mentioned last week. And Micah 6.8 says this. It says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? You know, really what he's saying in Joe's words is, you know, don't let the past or don't let the, you know, the trials and the troubles and the, you know, the things that are stacked against you affect who you will be, who you choose to be in your relationship with Christ. Be the person that God wants you to be, that God has always intended you to be, regardless of the situation. Do it without considering yourself better than anyone else. Do it so that when you look at other people, you realize that these are children of God, dearly loved by God, so much so that Christ came and died for them, just like he came and died for you and I. There is no difference.